And now, two guys and a grill. The Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. Welcome to another edition of the Barbecue Show with uh, Jake and Stunt. Hey. That is Stunt. I'm Jake. There you go. Yeah, listen, we appreciate you joining and tuning in every day. Thanks for all the cards and letters. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk uh, something I think is very appropriate and very fitting, uh, timely. That's enough uh, adjectives. Uh, we're going to talk about cold weather grilling mm-hmm. and smoking, which is a whole new set of challenges, a whole new experience. And a lot of fun. Yeah, it sure can be. I yeah. think it is a lot of fun. I, 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 even part of it might be just psychologically. It is like we're hardy Minnesotans. We can go out and do this in the winter. We're not going to be like, oh, it's too cold. We can't. Many right. people still get out there. Uh, I was just talking to one of our sales guys, uh, Billy. He said that he had his charcoal Weber out there ready to roll. He's yeah. doing it this weekend. We don't buy all this gear to sit in the cabin on a bad day. Right. You still get out there. You still hunt. You still fish. You still barbecue. So we're going to talk about that a little bit, uh, a lot, actually, today. Uh, let's see. Let's start at the beginning. What did you do last week, Stone? Anything um, excited? We had uh, some of our, uh, our girlfriend's son's friends over, so I just made burgers. That's all we did. Oh, okay. And that was pretty simple on the flat top. Problem with that is, um, because I used a flat top, I thought it was going to be quicker. Um, It smokes up so bad when you're in the garage. I had to do that outside. But that's something I want to talk about coming up in the show when you're using that flat top in this kind of weather. Right. That's an excellent point. Uh, Do you find, when you do burgers, that uh, you get pigeonholed sometimes? I shouldn't say pigeonholed, but people are like, oh, Stunt's doing burgers. (laughs) These must be special burgers because, you know, he smokes so much stuff. And then you just do like, I got these patties at Sam's Club. Bang, bang, bang. And that's exactly (laughs) what they were. They're those ribeye. There's a rib, prime rib. The prime, uh, yeah, the prime ground beef. They're delicious. Whatever. They're delicious patties from Sam's Club. And I've got them. This is the third time I got them, I think. It's all we buy anymore. They're fantastic. Yeah, they're delicious. Uh, They're great as slight. We did them one (laughs) uh, New Year's Eve. We did a bunch of them. And the deal was, what we found is you you do them on one side, and then you flip them, and then you smash them. Smash them, hundred percent. And uh, and it's like the you know like the poor man smash burger. Yep. Because it's easy, but you get it the perfect. And uh, much which led to the discussion of today's topic is my flat top wouldn't ignite, mm-hmm. so I had to do them on the gas grill because I was in a hurry. Now at this point, I'm a half hour behind schedule, and you can't really smash them. Right. And so we just did them as thick little sliders. Eh, they were perfect. Yeah, they were no, they're, they're really good patties. Mm-hmm. And you're 100% right. People are like, well, if you're going to cook something outside, it must be pretty special. Sometimes it is. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's also just sausage patties or sausage links or burger patties. I mean, if we're making hot dogs, we're just making hot dogs like everything. Right. Nothing special. Well, and I think, too, uh, I don't, I don't want to downplay the basic hot dog or the basic cheeseburger on the grill because um, it reminds me of something that my dad used to always say. He'd say, listen, you got to have a horrible job to appreciate the good job, <laughs> you know, if, if you don't have a job like, you know, uh, pulling tassel or spraying beans, walking beans, or rot, whatever, if you don't have that terrible job as a kid, you never understand how good you got it when you got the, the, the bougie, lazy radio job when yeah. you get older. <laughs> so, so bougie. Yeah. All right. Um, but so I think sometimes the idea of just a basic burger on the grill is, is good. And you can enjoy it. It's like, I, I, I hate to even do this, like, but like a frozen pizza. Yeah, honestly, a frozen pizza on the we have a pizzazz or in the oven, either way, mm-hmm. hits the spot, and it's see, that's your that's where your bar's at, right there, yeah. right? Yeah. And you can always go better. You can make a, I can make a pizza and put it on the grill and do a wood fire pizza, but I could also just get this done real fast and do it that way. Exactly, and it's uh, it, yeah. I think sometimes people you know think, well, I'm going to grill out, so I got to do no. You don't no. have to. You can no. you can do whatever you want on it. And for me, that's the mainstay of of the gas grill, especially is. 
I'm just going to throw some burgers and brats on the, on the gas real quick mm-hmm. and bang, bang. You don't need the, you don't need all the prep time for the charcoal. You don't need all the, you know, the setup time. You can just, you know, turn the knob and go. Right. Exactly. And I think that gets underrated sometimes. I, I would agree with you hundred percent. And, and you know, it's just one of those things that still turns out amazing. Like, yeah. I mean, we have, we have usually the right amount of seasoning that we know what we're doing there too, that you can take a high V already pre-made patty out of the freezer, season it up and throw it on and go. Right. It's uh, I have, a, I think McCormick. I'm a big McCormick guy, but McCormick makes a burger seasoning. Yeah. Similar to their Montreal steak, but, you know, slightly different. I've put Montreal on my burgers before, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Montreal steak. Yeah. Yeah. If that's what you got, that's what you got. And it works. <clears throat> Excuse me. But let's be honest. If you're doing uh, pre-made patties in a hurry uh, on the grill and you turn around and you look at all your grilling stuff and you go, oh, hey, look, there's some steak seasoning. Or I could go all the way back into the house, into the kitchen to get burger seasoning. You're using steak seasoning. You're using the steak seasoning. <laughs> Every time. Every time you're using the steak seasoning. So. I, just, I just remember I also did a chili last week. It was a crock pot. It was so cold that we did mm-hmm. that chili. Oh, boy, yeah. that was good. Yeah. That, that lasted all week long almost. So. Well, and I think that's a, a valid point. You know, what we're discussing now is, uh, you know, obviously, this show is heavy barbecue, smoking, grilling, you know, doing the stuff. But really, the, the backbone of what, what we live for is just a, a good meal. Yeah, doesn't so matter. Doesn't even if you just cook it in water. That's for you, Ward. Wherever you're at, <laughs> you. <laughs> he's like, tell me how hard is it to boil that water? I don't have to. The sous vide does it for me. Oh boy. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> what did you cook last week? I didn't do much of anything. I took it pretty easy and uh, laid pretty low. Uh, you know, it was cold, and I think I was out of town one day. Uh, we had dance stuff. One day, uh, like all day on Saturday, which was a lot of fun. Uh, the oldest daughter got into a dance. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. How she made a dance team is beyond me. Like, <laughs> Coordination, um, not the key? Exactly, exactly. So uh, good for her. It was a lot of fun. It was put together pretty much choreographed and scheduled by the kids. Oh, okay. Uh, over at East High School in Mankato. And the complete with the four guys were the MCs, and they did uh, little skits and things between the dance routine numbers. Okay, to uh, just keep everybody entertained and give them time to change and do everything. Uh, it was, it was, it was cheesy and it was campy and it was clearly thrown together, <laughs> but the creativity was amazing and the kids were having fun in it. It kind of renewed my, my, uh, my faith in teenage humanity once again. <laughs> yeah. Cause they, they had uh, they had a blast and it, oh, was, God. it was, it was a lot of fun and they were uh, very creative with it. So it was cool. So, but yeah, other than that, I didn't do much of anything last week. Um, I think we all kind of hit this point uh, mid-January where you come off the holidays because you know you get in you get through Halloween which is a blast yes and then you're just uh, rocking and rolling and you're doing leaves and you're getting ready for winter and you're and then it's Thanksgiving yep and then before you know it you're rolling into Christmas and you got big meal Christmas Eve maybe and a Christmas dinner and then you got New Year's Eve and then all of a sudden it's uh, a week and a half into the new year and you go oh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> What happened? And it's you, you, you kind of need a reset. You need a chance to kind of uh, slow down a moment yeah. and take a take a breath. And so that's kind of what uh, I even put the what's left of the, the bathroom remodel. Yes, still happening, folks. Two how, months. I was going to say, how many months is this working on here? Uh, well, it started uh, early November. So You know how many podcast ideas we come up with while we're doing this podcast, this right. show? I feel like there's another one right there. It's the uh, home improvement show we get to do. We should just take make this show three hours long and just talk about everything. We could each, do it. Each half hour is a different topic, and <laughs> yeah. we just see what happens. Uh, anyway, maybe that's not such a great idea, so we'll have to see. But anyway, we want to talk a lot about uh, cold weather grilling, because it's a whole different world, especially smoking. Um, and there's a level of 
of maintenance that I think a lot of people forget or overlook if they're full-timers like us. Yeah. And, uh, and this is not a, to pick on the full-timers or to bag on the, uh, the weekend warriors or the seasonal grillers, which there are a lot of. Uh, but sometimes your seasonal people will do uh, what I like to call maintenance. <laughs> like, you know, oh, that's the end of the, the well, yeah, lawn mowing. I'm going to prep the lawn mower for winter. Exactly. I'm gonna make sure the snowblower is ready for winter. I'm going to put the grill away for the winter. And we never put it away, so we might ignore it. We run into some issues, and we're going to talk a little bit about those and some of the other things that uh, you have to deal with when it comes to cold weather. And we'll do that when the Barbecue Show continues. You're listening to the Barbecue Show, and we'll be right back with more. Welcome back to the Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. All right, welcome back to the Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. Thanks so much for joining us. I know it doesn't feel like barbecue season, but is there really a time when barbecuing is out of season? No, not, not in really. my mind. No, I think it just, it's like anything else. Uh, we've all seen, well, maybe not, but there, there used <laughs> to be a great event out at Lake Washington, uh, you know, up in Lasseur County, up near Mankato. Uh, snowball softball on the ice. Yeah. Yeah. And they played softball on the lake. Uh, I've seen golf events happen on the lake, on the ice. You can do anything you want, you know, in any season. You just have to make sure you approach it and do it correctly. That's right. And, and they I, even do that ice racing. You ever seen that ice racing? Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Cars thing. and motorcycles across the lake yeah. in, in high speeds. It's crazy. That just sounds like fun. <laughs> it's oh, super oh, fun. I rode oh, along. Oh. I did a ride along one did year. You? Yeah. Nice. Insane. It really is. I won the uh, compact car races at the Blue Earth County Fair once. Oh, in the summer? Cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Valid point. Valid point. Moving on. Uh, so a couple things. And uh, and uh, this really came about from experience, you know, and I think which is where a lot of our topics and, and expertise comes from and advice is, uh, is, is experience. And I mentioned it uh, earlier in the show. Uh, for me, it started New Year's Eve when my flat top wouldn't fire. Right. And uh, so I went through it. Uh, the following weekend, and I took the top off, and I kind of went in and I uh, I checked out all the tubes, you know, all the gas tubes yep. and the gas flow and everything, and I could get it to light with the, the top off, but once I put the top back on, it wouldn't light, and because it's cold, uh, everything's frozen, so just like taking your hose off, you know, your your supply hose that goes down from your uh, your LP tank up to your you know your burner. Um, you should be able to spin that bad boy off and either replace it or clean it or make sure it's not plugged. Uh, and uh, that turned out to be virtually impossible also. And so you really uh, you run into some situations. And what I found for me is that when I did the full-blown investigation and I got into it, uh, it, was a, it was a spider. That's just the craziest thing yeah. ever. And uh, and you'd be surprised. And I, I remember, uh, you know, not to get too far off topic, but I do remember uh, as a kid going through uh, hunter safety and uh, hunter safety folks talking about if you are just a once a weekend, a once a year hunter, you know, if like you you you, you grab the old Winchester out of the closet, you put on your blaze orange, and you go out and deer, you got to check the gun and make sure that yeah. there isn't a cobweb or something in the barrel that can cause a problem. Well, your grill is the same basic uh, basic principle, and if you leave your grill out year round, there's a good chance that as it starts to get colder and you get that first snap, that a spider or a bug or something can get in there and look to cocoon up and find a nice safe spot to hide, and that can impede your gas flow. And you can run into problems. And so it's really important to remember to do that maintenance, even if you're not shutting it down for the, the, the winter, to still get in there and, and clean those tubes out. Most tubes in a gas grill are free-floating. 
Yep. If you if you, if you loosen a couple screws, you can get everything to come apart pretty easily. And you can use a uh, like a, a bottle type brush, or now they make these brushes to clean uh, your your Stanley straw or whatever. <laughs> Those work great to get into those tubes and make sure that everything's working and the holes are all cleaned and you don't have debris laying in there. All of that impedes uh, the flow of your gas, which impedes the flame, which makes your gas no longer as efficient as it should be. And the advantage to using LP or gas is that it's efficient and it's easy. And if it isn't, then you're going to run into problems. Right. The other thing, too, to remember is that LP literally stands for liquid propane. And no way. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. And even though it's liquid propane, it can still gum up. It can still freeze. It can still crystallize a little bit and you can run into problems. And one of the things you'll notice is that when you look at your tank and you look at the hose that goes from your tank to your grill, there's a little silver regulator on there. Yep. And that's a safety regulator. And that's designed so that if something goes crazy with your valve, all the gas doesn't start shooting out at max pressure and uh, cause an explosion or a fire or anything else. And if you're if you listen carefully, especially with an old regulator or one that's gotten frozen and there's some debris or some moisture in there, uh, you'll hear it click as you turn your gas on. Yes. If you turn your gas on too fast, you might hear it click. And what it's doing is it it could be triggering the safety mechanism in there that shuts down your gas flow. And that can be a problem. And those things are pretty easy to replace, provided everything's not frozen. And you can just get a new hose or a new regulator and spin a new one on there. But those are the kind of things that uh, that wear out. Yes. It's funny you mentioned that, too, because there's been a few times when I'll start the propane, uh, start up the flat top. And I'm like, the flame just, it doesn't want to, it doesn't want to go. Mm-hmm. And so you shut everything down, close the tank back up and start it up again. And also it'll work. Right. Now, if that's because it sets off the regulator mm-hmm. and the regular, I'm assuming the regulator must be able to reset after you shut off the tank right. or shut the tank off. Once there's no pressure against it, it'll fall back into place. Yeah. And so that's, I'm assuming what must be happening because they just, it won't want to have a flame. It's happened about two times, I believe now. And so I think that must be what's happening there. And this is a, and this is the kind of thing that can happen, you know, when you talk about extreme cold weather um, or even cold weather in general, but the colder it gets, the more extreme it gets, the more everything becomes difficult, the more little problems can become big problems. Uh, whereas if it's 75 and sunny and you've got some moisture in your regulator, you might not notice because it's going to continue to function and operate. But once that moisture starts to freeze up on you a little bit, that's where you really run into, uh, you know, that's where you run into problems and, and obstructions right. that are going to, uh, that are definitely going to affect that. This is a great story. One of the best stakes I've ever had in my life was uh, a couple of, um, uh, fillet medallions, and right. uh, 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 we did these <laughs> uh, on a gas grill we had, and it's the it's the cabin gas grill at our old cabin. You know, years ago, this was actually uh, right after we got married with our little redneck honeymoon up in Alexandria, <laughs> and uh, that regulator was bad, and you have to open it like so slow, just barely turn at a time to get the tank to open all the way and to get the regulator to work. And if you don't get it right, you don't get full flame, and it took the better part of 45 minutes to an hour to grill these steaks. Wow. So what happened is instead of <laughs> grilling steaks is uh, we basically slow roasted them and uh, we just let them go and they were delicious because, you know, we didn't have that perfect sear, but because of that slow, slow temp, just like anything else you do low and slow, they were super tender, super tasty. They were amazing, but the problem was that bad regulator. So right. um, I know some people that use their grills a lot 
and this is great advice. I wish I did this at home myself more often. Uh, you can buy just about any gas grill you own. doesn't matter the brand. You can buy replacement tubes. In some cases, some companies like Weber will warranty some of those things for the life of the Correct. grill. And you can just send them an email or a call and say, this is the grill I have. Here's the serial number. Uh, I registered when I bought it. And they'll send you the new tubes, and you can just pop them in. And I know people that replace those tubes once a year. Just because of the fact that they wear out, and the more you use them, the more the holes get ununiform right. and, and misshaped, and then you, again, you're not being as efficient as possible. Right. That 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 connection hose and that regulator—it's like a twenty-five, thirty-dollar hose with the piece on it. Think about one of those once a year, and it, you'd be amazed uh, the difference that it can make and uh, and how well it can go. Uh, another couple tips that we should talk about. I mean, the maintenance is po- is obviously very important. You want to clean everything. You want to make sure everything's clean. Yep. And, and, and that's a, a good rule of thumb year-round with your grills, whether it's charcoal or gas or, or, or stick. Yeah, absolutely. And even more so in the winter because, I mean, you don't want to be back out there when it's freezing cold again and you need to use it. Or you're like, this is my plan. I have to use it. I have to clean it first. Right. Just clean it after every use. Make sure it's taken care of because you're already out there. Right. Right. And then uh, one thing I was going to say is uh, we had a coworker who wanted to use his flat top and he buzzed this up in the backyard. I said, pull that into the garage. You got a heated garage? Just starting your uh, your flat top in this cold, cold weather we've been having, you'll warp your top, mm-hmm. or at least have a chance of warping that top, because it will just uh, you hit it with some heat, it'll it'll just twist up, and so make sure you be aware of that. Let it either one let it warm up inside, or even more so, just you when you do light it. Leave them on low for a very long time until everything yes. starts to slowly get there. You experienced that in the war- in the fall or something like that, right. wasn't it? Yeah. And you just hit it with some water to clean it, and it just popped. Yeah. Completely bow tied, blink, yeah, and then once it cooled, it, it snapped back into place. But and and this is a good tip, and a lot of people aren't aware of this, and we've talked about it once. It's been several months now, but uh, as a rule of thumb, when you're preheating your flat top, you should start preheating on low. Yes, you want to get it all the way up to temp, but you want to start on low, especially when it's cold outside. And, and I'm a big fan of get it started, and then maybe one burner in the middle on low for a little bit, just to slowly bring it to temp and then uh, add the two outside. Turn the rest of the team on. You know, and then kind of, you want to slowly bring that thing up to temp uh, and and it's okay to take your time. And I think that's the biggest thing that you need to factor in when you're talking about uh, extreme cold weather grilling or, 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 or smoking or whatever is you have to factor in more time. Yes. It takes longer to do everything. Not only does it take longer for you to function out in the cold, uh, but it's going to take longer <laughs> to to grill than it normally would. Uh, it's harder to maintain your temperature than it normally is, obviously. Uh, a little bit of wind now becomes detrimental because it's uh, usually moist and it's cold. Yes. So you have to factor that in as well. Yep, absolutely. Even with the pellet grills, um, keep that in mind. You are working some, with something that's hot and it starts to cool down if you leave it outside. The pellets that are already in the tube are warm and mm-hmm. moisture can start up when it starts to cool down. They're going to um, condensate, you I guess. Get, yeah, you get condensation because, for and sure. Depending on how much moisture is already in the wood anyway. And so sometimes you got to keep that in mind that that could freeze up even inside the tubes. So be aware of that when uh, you're using a pellet grill and it starts to shut it down, that that might be an issue that come, might happen in the future. And keep in mind, and this is basic, uh, you know, weatherology, but uh, <laughs> I think it's a thing. Cold weather is dry. Cold air is dry. And that's why we get chapped lips in the winter. And that's why your skin gets dry in the winter, because the air is much, much drier. Warm air holds moisture. So if you're using a a pellet grill, for example, or a pellet smoker in the summer, and you've got moisture that builds up in there because of the hot cold exchange, that moisture is going to evaporate into the air. If it's really cold, it won't stay in the air. It's going to cling to whatever it can. And that could be your auger. That could be your pellets. 
And now that's settled in there. And once you start to warm it up, everything gets bad. It's like that, that that frozen sandwich you've had in the freezer for three months and you go throw it in the microwave and there's a bunch of crystals in there. Right. You got to get those out. Otherwise, it just becomes moisture. Yeah. And then you've got problems. Great point. Yeah. Uh, another thing to think about, for the obviously, for the winter cooking is having more fuel. You're mm-hmm. going to go through it more. Charcoal, uh, pellets, all that. You're going to just be aware. You're going to have to have more on hand because it won't take as long to cook through some of that stuff. Yeah. And when you're talking about a negative... You know, temperatures, especially with the wind chill. Um, these are not insulated ovens we're talking about, unless you have one of those uh, those eggs. Right. Um, those eggs are really thick. If you have a standard Weber kettle or a standard smoker, even if whether it's an offset or it's a, a pellet, that's that's thin steel. Yeah. You know, it's not holding heat in like an oven will. So you're going to lose a lot more of your heat a lot faster. You definitely will. I would definitely recommend in purchasing a thermal blanket for your pellet grill. Yes. I have one for mine. Honestly, it does wonders. It's amazing. what it, I, You're like, how does that do that good of a job? But it really does. Yeah. Um, which leads us right down to the one of our favorite sayings is, if you're looking... It ain't cooking. Right. And yeah. in the winter, that is much, much more uh, important because you lose that heat so fast and it takes so much longer to regain that heat that what you're tempted to do is you're going to either kill your your, your time, uh, but you're also, your temptation is to turn the heat up then. Right. And then what happens is you go from a real cold, you go to real hot, and that's how you start to go away from bark and more to burn. Correct. And you don't want that. No, you don't. Um, and also, you're talking about keeping the lid closed, but also what kind of grill you're using, what kind of smoker you're using. Certain ones react differently to the weather, too. Um, I was just talking with a gentleman this last week. He smokes jerky in a wood box. Mm. Uh, he has got a separate box that gives the smoke to it or the heat to it, but it's just a wood box. And he's like, he's like, this is actually the only weather I can use it in, otherwise it cooks too hot. And so right. this is like perfect for him, he says, uh, compared to where he uses his Traeger for uh, just everyday grills and lighter and different things in the warmer months, which is I thought was an interesting concept. Right. I would also throw this out, and this is this is getting really high tech and into the, <laughs> into the 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 magic and the art of smoking. Uh, one of the things that we gauge smoking on is the color of your smoke and the density of your smoke. Yes. Everybody talks about blue smoke or transparent or translucent smoke that you can almost see through. You almost can't see. That's when you're smoking to the best. In the winter, that's going to change colors because of that heat exchange. You <laughs> right. know, when you see a smokestack on a on a factory in the winter, it looks like a giant plume of white smoke. Right. That's because the cold air is making it, con- it you know condense immediately when it hits that. So it's going to look different also. So you want to keep that in mind uh, that you're going to get a different visual you know, yeah, response. Great, great point. Uh, I'll give you one more. We already kind of talked about with the wind, but uh, sheltering it, but making sure when you do shelter your grill from the wind, it may you're putting a board up the one side where the wind's coming from so it doesn't get in there. Don't put it up against the house. Don't put it up against the garage. Mm-hmm. Not because it's going to start anything on fire necessarily, but you're going to melt siding as well. People try to forget about that kind of stuff. So yeah. when you do set it up, uh, they try to stay out of the wind that you could get too close to something and melt uh, siding. And you could make you mad real real quick. Yeah, you can do that with steel siding also. You can you can affect your steel siding the same way you can you affect your your vinyl siding. Um, here's another great winter cold weather tip: do your prep inside. <laughs> And I mean it because if you if you if you take all your your meat out and you throw it like I have a stainless steel table that I do all my prep on and you start throwing things around on cookie sheets and stainless steel, 
everything changes temperature. Everything starts to freeze a little bit. If you've got sauces or butters and things like that, mm-hmm. it all freezes very, very quickly. So do that prep indoors so that you're ready to come out and go directly to that heat and you'll, you'll find a, you'll get a much better response. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great tip right yeah. there too. And uh, finally I would say, and this is, this is a little more awkward because if it's cold outside, you're probably bundled up. Uh, but remember, even though you're cold, that grill is still hot. Don't yeah. <laughs> don't forget that it's still hot. Don't reach out there and grab it because you you wouldn't think that's going to happen to somebody, but it definitely does. Yeah. It's like, well, my hands are cold. Why would this grill be hot? I mean, yeah. it's so cold out here. And uh, I'm a big uh, touch test guy, especially steaks. I touch them yep. to see how you know what the response is, where they're at for the cooking process. And if you're taking your hand out of a glove, touching the steak and putting it back in the glove, make sure you lick your fingers really, really well so you don't get a bunch of goo inside your glove. Oh yeah, another <laughs> great point. That's a hygiene tip, is what that is. <laughs> That's a hygiene tip. The bottom line is that it doesn't matter what the temperature is. You can still enjoy it. You can still get outside and have some fun. You feel a little more manly because <laughs> you got all your stuff on and you're out there. You feel and, tough. Yeah, the weather be damned. I'm going to get this done. Uh, be careful if you're having a beer. It will freeze quickly if it's really, really <laughs> cold or a soda or whatever. Well, that's the other problem, too, is your your water. If you're using a flat top, your water and things like that will, uh, will freeze on yeah. you. And then you're going to have uh, extra problems. But it doesn't matter. You can still do it. The key is, like we always say, is to experiment and have fun. Now go fire that thing up. The Barbecue Show. Hashtag. With Stunt and Jake. Hashtag. Like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook.